0: Thanks for tuning in to the second episode of Off The Record. For today's episode, I interviewed Tarek and Justin of The Bluestones, a rock duo from Windsor, Ontario. I first heard of these guys a couple of years ago when they had just released their album, Black Holes. The guys have since then exploded onto the North American music scene, recently having been placed in the top five Billboard mainstream rock radio in the US. We talk about video games, TV shows, their upcoming album, and how COVID affected them right at the start of their 2020 tour. I hope you enjoy. To start, actually, uh, yeah, Justin, why don't you tell me what uh, the applied working experience is?
1: Yeah, so that was um, that was a initiative that um, I joined as part of Queen's University, uh, where I'm currently in a master's degree um, to help businesses that are struggling right now because of the pandemic. Um, And that struggle is kind of like going two ways. I don't think many people seem to like... I mean, there's the obvious like you have a drop-off in revenue because you can't operate. But then the other side of it is like a lot of businesses are super overwhelmed. Your demand either just like completely dropped or spiked out of nowhere. Um, And at the same time, there was a lot of students, um, undergrad students who had internships and co-ops lined up for the summer and they lost those as well so we kind of developed this as a way to like how can we match students that are out of applied work experience and all these businesses that need it and sort of like just feed the ecosystem that way and make it a win-win for everybody oh cool! so something that started just in Kingston here where I live um and then eventually branched out nationwide so now we have I think we have something like over 150 businesses signed up over 500 students and it was something like it's just going back to what you said like just say yes to this and we all agreed this is something that we should be doing um and we figured it out as we went and we didn't take the time to like sit on it and what's the best way to market this and how should we best go about doing that we just started like reaching out do you need help do you need like applied work experience okay here you go you're matched one-to-one Oh, that's um, awesome and figuring it out as we go along so
0: cool man oh that's that's really cool oh hold on i'm i'm breaking everything here now exit full <laughs> screen i just hit full screen by mistake oh that's really sweet i didn't know uh, you lived in kingston
1: yeah so i'm in kingston Tarek's and windsor okay. um yeah. yeah i've been here i've been here for almost six years now which is crazy, crazy cool like and you're yeah. doing your master's right now yep yeah yeah i'm doing a master's program and it's like a business program so
0: wicked Oh,
1: yeah. cool. we we lead busy lives that's for sure Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's nonstop.
0: Yeah. Well, even when it stopped. Tark, what have you been? Uh, what have you been up to during the the COVID stuff? Well, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, a lot. I, uh, I guess a lot of it has been um, trying to focus on the live stream game as far as music is concerned. So um, I'm actually really. <laughs> it's weird to say that I'm happy this happened. I'm not happy this happened, but. I am glad that I had a a chance to actually develop the live stream aspect of our band and uh, develop like what that would look like and what you know we were capable of doing uh, when we weren't on the road, right? And it this situation sort of forces you to be like, okay, well you have to figure it out now, and you have the time, so just do it. And uh, and it's been really fun, actually. I've, I've started to do a lot more live streams on Instagram, uh, both Justin and myself, you know, things like teaching our fans how to play their favorite songs of ours on guitar. Yeah, yeah. Or Justin will teach them how to make a cocktail that he's working on. Or um, I'll just do a late night piano session where I take people's requests live and I try to play it for them, you know, on the spot. So it's like interesting things that I honestly would have never imagined us doing that actually we're doing now in our... And are going pretty well, I would say. So That's cool. Uh, that's that's one thing I've really been focusing on. I'm not really doing very much writing only because, you know, we had just finished uh, mastering the upcoming album that we're going to be releasing. So, um, I mean, not that I, I'm not doing any writing whatsoever, but it's definitely not in, like, album writing mode right now. Right. I think a lot of people ask me, you know, like, are you writing? Um, but that's not really what's been going on. It's more the live stream stuff. hmm Apart from that I actually work in physiotherapy so okay. I've been uh, seeing my patients over uh, video chat so very very similar to this um, it's like a m- more of a medical like video program but uh, yeah I mean I've been keeping myself busy with that as well Sweet So yeah very busy busy lives right. even though we're not touring Yeah um, but you know what? The nice thing about it too is not only do I feel like people are adjusting in the music industry, but in almost every industry, definitely, like man, people are now starting to see where it's like, holy, like this is this is a really viable option for us. We can do yeah. things that maybe we thought were important aren't important anymore, and we can do things over the internet now. Yeah, yeah, you people know, so are
1: it, getting like really lean. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need rent. Like, our friend works at an ad agency in Toronto, and. They, I'm, I don't know if they for sure decided this, but they're looking at like, why are we paying rent? Like, mm-hmm. we don't need to be, to have all of that overhead. And obviously, that's when something like this happens and you have a loss of revenue, it's like, cut as many expenses as you can. And that one was like, yeah, we don't need this. And so um, they're looking at completely going. Virtual and then just sort of like getting together if they need to have an in-person meeting or whatever You rent a space and you go in and then you everyone comes out. The nice thing about that, too, is that you're like For if you if you're in a business where you have employees Your talent pool just like completely expands because now you don't have to have only people who live in Toronto Basically, if you're having this thing where it's like yeah Just come in every once in a while you can basically have anyone in the country Right? Yeah, Or the world. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Depending on how often you need to be in person. But it's, I think that that's going to be one of the major lasting changes here is like, what, how, what have we learned about the way that we can conduct work? And just continue to have that flowing in and like reap the benefits of that. So, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I know, I know on our end, on uh, with Sideways, we've been trying to figure out a lot of. Luckily, we had again all the. We started doing interviews in season two. So, I've been in charge of just editing those and putting those out. So, that's been fine. But. We've also, for the production side of things, we're like, "Well, what are we going to do? We got to make some sort of income," and uh, so we, we've been directing people with uh, shooting stuff on their iPhone, and then we edit it for them, and usually do a weird color treatment or something like That's that. Cool. So, like, just. Doing that whole thing, like uh, Evan being the video guy, like we'll say, like, no, no, okay, leave it, leave it right there, leave it right there, and then like we'll be like, okay, cool, we'll call you back after the shot. Like it's been a very
1: wow, that's (laughs) very weird
0: way to get things done, but yeah, it's uh, adapt or die, really, at this at this venture, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Um, crazy. What about, uh, what about movies or TV shows? You guys been, everyone watched Tiger King?
1: <laughs> I, I haven't yeah. yet. I don't know if I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think at this point, Tess, you probably know
2: enough about it to like I not basically really need do. to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, yeah,
2: I watched it within maybe like the second or third wave of its popularity maybe, uh. So yeah, that, that's. I mean, it's a pretty crazy fucking story. Like, I, can, I don't know if I could swear on this. But oh, absolutely! Please swear away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy.
0: I, I Is mean, it can't...
1: crazier than uh, the Jinx? Oh. Ooh, it's pretty close. The Jinx crazy. crazy. Yeah.
0: It's uh, a. Yeah. It's it's different, obviously, but it's yeah. It you yeah. there's a lot it's of not... like what the fuck moments where you like get up and table oh, yeah. flip.
1: Okay, I, maybe I still I will watch feel
2: it. like the Jinx takes the cake for having the most unexpected twist yeah okay Okay. i think uh i think that's still up there but i remember in the tiger king like very a lot of moments being like wow like i like i i just it's more just surprising like how these people are yes you know like joe exotic carol baskins jeff whatever his name is his, his business partner it's just kind of shocking that like wow, there's real people that exist like this. Like you can't even write a character like him. You can't. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Any, like nobody, you can't write this stuff, man. That's what makes it so interesting. So um, yeah, I I don't know if it's worth you watching now, but yeah. it, maybe yeah, we, I might <laughs> now. You really sold me on it.
0: I might do it. Or you could wait for the movie yeah, to come out and you see Nick Cage be Joe Exotic. That's apparently happening. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm gonna give that you that. a. Jeez.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe yeah, watch it and give that, us a review. Call in with a review and let us know what you okay. think. Okay, done. <laughs> yes,
2: uh, Ozark. I think both Justin and I finished yeah, season three. Yeah, I Ozark. finished
1: Ozark yeah. really
0: fast. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, that was a big one. That was pretty cool. So, like when when everything started getting crazy in Toronto, I was just like told my girlfriend like we've been self-isolating for two weeks at this point i think we're safe let's my parents live up in in huntsville so i was like let's just go up there and like at least we can go outside and not be bothered by the cops and stuff Mm -hmm. uh and then obviously we came up here and it's only been raining and snowing (laughs) but um anyway so i'm like my parent i got my parents into ozark and they were just like waiting to watch season three of us and they're They just want to finish it all. Like, they wanted to do, like, three episodes back to back. I'm like, guys, we have to, like, there's 10 episodes. Like, let's take our time. And then we didn't, we decided not to watch with them, and they finished the entire season. And we came up, and they were, like, wanting to talk about it. Mm. So we just finished it, like, two nights ago. And, yeah, Ozark, wow. Much better than season two. It was one of the...
1: Yeah, it was one of the best ones, man. I think it was honestly the best season so far. Season two was kind of like, oh, man, really? Is this the direction the show's going? And Yeah. Turned it right around for this. Definitely. One. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, they, they really picked it up. I, I agree, for sure. Yeah. Jason Bateman is, like, amazing, man. He He, I think, is coming into his own as, like, a next level, like, actor, director as well, though. Like, he... Yeah. I don't know if he directed all of the episodes, but... He might have like something like, yeah, man, nuts. He's he's yeah. amazing.
0: Not to mention this is like his brainchild. I don't know if he like wrote it, but like he came up with the ideas and, and everything like that for the show. Right. Wow. right,
1: Yeah. like imagine being, like imagine sitting back and like directing and then going in to the shot, doing the take and then being like, okay, wait, no. So you're like acting and at the same time trying to direct where you're shooting and like where's the camera pointing? How's the lighting? What's the other actor doing? But you're also trying to act with the like wow man. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's a sounds... mindfuck
0: for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh are you guys are, are you guys gamers or not really? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. What what uh oh, yeah. what games have you guys been playing?
1: I've just oh, been more first, doing test. yeah, I've been more doing like Animal Crossing just just like everyone's nice telling
0: me about this what it's, is it's this not, game okay
1: I'll put it it's not like an it's hard to say it's not an incredible game I've played it a lot but it's not like this blow your mind like so deeply immersive like it's just the way I put it to Tark is like do you know the the genre of music called chill hop yeah like low-fi hip but it's like if chill hop was a video game <laughs> That's that's what Animal Crossing is just like a deep breath out. It's an exhale (laughs) And it's just nice you build a nice little community you got all (laughs) these animals coming in like There's some cool clothes and stuff and you can just it's your nice little canvas and it's everything's relaxed There's zero combat. There's no weapons in the game. It's just like nice that's all, Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> Which is probably like exactly what everyone
0: needs in these times, right? Yeah, oh, so yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's a nice game, and that's <laughs> all I've been playing.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a joke. What about you, Dark? That's
2: uh, So for me, I when, when the pandemic first, like, well, I guess when I should say that when the restrictions were laid down about like quarantining and, and isolating, that's when I was playing a lot of um, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, and yes. Resident Evil 2 Remastered. Nice. Those two were like the, the one and two. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remastered was awesome. I know, yeah. It was really, man. really great. I know. Uh, and then after that, Warzone came into, like, so I was playing that quite a bit. It was like a good two weeks where I was playing that religiously. And then I just picked up a new game uh, about a week ago because it was on sale. It's called Control.
0: Yes, hmm. yes, I just picked that Do, up too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you did, did, have you started it? I've started it. It's it's so it's so weird. It's so weird. And, it's wacky. It's, it's very, very cool. out there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that and those.
2: I mean, that's kind of more of like the single player RPG style. Which for both Justin and myself, like we'd said, that's probably our favorite types of yeah yeah of, yeah uh, agreed video games yeah. to play. So uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been keeping busy with, pretty much those games. So is um, it good? Is
1: control good? Like, what's the? It is.
2: It's like it's weird. It's it's so basically you play this this woman who is investigating the missing like her missing brother, and she she goes to this place called the Federal Bureau of Control, and it's like oh. this huge huge building.
1: I have heard of this. Okay. Yeah
2: yeah and like they have really strange names for everything like there's this weird supernatural power that has taken people over and it causes them to like either be enemies and like attack you Um, it's called the hiss they call it like hiss because it's like a hissing noise okay so it takes people over and they attack you or they're just like suspended in air and like they you walk around honestly they did an amazing job with the art direction yeah and like designing of the game it's like you know that like brutalist architecture yep. from like the eighties. Yep. It's like that. The building is that, and it's like huge open spaces on the inside. And there's like people that are just floating in midair, frozen, and like their shadows are cast on the ground and stuff. It's like it's really incredible. But then like the whole thing is the the main character that you play. She has like telekinetic abilities, so she can like throw things and levitate and and uh, you know do a lot of different things with with that. So she's trying to find out what is this building all about and how did these people get this way and where her brother is. Right. So okay. it's, it's cool. I watched it video.
1: <laughs> this is how I heard about it was the like Vox did a video on brutalist architecture in conjunction with that game and like yep. how it fits in and stuff. Yeah. It was actually <laughs> made me really interested in the game. So yeah. Okay. I'm going to pick it up.
2: Yeah. It's, it's good. There's a couple of gripes I have with it. Like, um, the frame rate drops when you have like a really big battle, and I hate that because like yeah. things start to get really glitchy. Um, and then also, I a lot of games have been doing this lately where they do. Um, what do you, have you guys ever played? Dark Souls. Oh, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So they have like these campfire save sections, right? And then like a lot of different games now have adopted that, where it's like you reach a checkpoint area and that's where you will respawn if you die. But the problem is, like, they set them so far away from where you need to be sometimes that, like, you'll die really, like, in a stupid way and now you have to replay all this bullshit to get back to that area, you die again. So it's like, I kind of like the whole checkpoint save as you play so I don't have to, like, physically be like, where can I find a checkpoint to save? And, like, you know, I just... I don't know, I don't personally like that. I know it makes the game a little bit harder, but it's also just frustrating, and I feel like when you're playing a video game, you shouldn't get that frustrated. Yes, right, yeah, right. Yeah, you for know, sure. like, yeah, Unless, unless you unless know you really are, like, if you're
0: for. playing Warzone, you know that's what you're getting into.
1: Yeah, exactly, that's or different. like you yeah. purposely
0: set the difficulty, right,
1: Yeah. and there's
2: no difficulty slider in this game. It's, this is the difficulty. I see. Yeah.
1: especially when there's a storyline it's like imagine reading a book or watching a movie and someone like pauses it and they're like no no not yet you got to do that again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not ready yeah you're not ready it's like read i don't yet yeah like for me i don't know like, going back to like the rpg stuff i that's kind of why i like to play i don't care that like how good i'm like i don't take it as like an athletic test Right, like I'm usually in it just because the world's immersive and I like the story. So for something to like something trivial to hold me back from that, that's when I get extremely frustrated and I'll stop playing the game. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: right, right. What uh, what are your favorite RP Like, what's your favorite game of all time in the RPG realm?
1: I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I'm big. I'm a big fan of the Elder Scrolls th- uh, series. Um, so yeah, Oblivion and Skyrim mainly um fallout as well and um we were both really into mass effect tark and i actually that yeah. was like all yeah. that whole series was huge for us i think
0: cool 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 yep. I, I gotta say for me it's uh the witcher man like i witcher was huge and too and yep. i am so excited yep. for cyberpunk to come out like i yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah. i really yeah. wish yeah, they hadn't I'd... pushed it it would have been out now like if they hadn't pushed it like they would have oh. I'm kind of glad they did. It's always a good sign. I think
2: it's a good sign. Definitely. Because it's like, they did that with Red Dead Redemption. Yes, That's another one of my, like, uh, wow. Yeah. Right?
1: Red Dead. And that Thank just, and,
2: and they did it so that they could perfect the game. And, you know, and, and the worst thing is, like, having a game that comes out where the frame rate is shitty when you're fighting. You know what I mean? Like, right. just get it right. Get it right. I don't care how long it takes, just get it right. Yep. You
0: know?
1: Yeah.
2: Because when it does come out and it's and it's like an amazing nine or 10 out of 10 game, then it's just, it's been worth it. So worth it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Rockstar is very yeah. good at doing that too. They, they take their time for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, actually, um, Last of Us 2 is coming out really soon. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's Naughty Dog. And they just kill it. Yeah. Like every every time. one of their games. Definitely, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, I'm, I, I think it's that. Um, there's that Samurai game coming out too, which I forgot. I forget what it's called, but it's like Shit. an Shit. open world samurai game, which oh, wow. is super that's crazy. Awesome. And then I think cyberpunk is like, that's a few months from now. But yeah, mm. uh, my, my brother's 13 and his gaming is his life. So like, we've just been doing everything. We've been, uh, started playing the forest. I don't know if you guys have played that, but it's mm. like a survival no. game. And the whole premise is like, you're in a plane, you're playing crashes in this forest and there's cannibals and mutants and you have to like literally cut down trees for wood, you gotta like boil water uh, to like clean water so you can drink it, you gotta hunt, and then you have at night, you have these cannibals and mutants like coming and fucking with you. It's terrifying. It's
1: like like (laughs) scary real Minecraft. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) it's exactly
0: what it is. That's how he describes it too. Uh, Yeah, so we've been playing that. Um, Okay, well. Video games aside, let's talk about music a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's right. I got, um, we haven't
1: <laughs> touched on that at all. <laughs> um,
0: well, I wanted to like go way, way back, and I'd like you guys to tell me the Blue Stones origin story. Uh, maybe even like we could go back a little bit before then. Like how long you guys have known each other?
1: Long time, Tark. Uh, yeah, I mean, we so
2: we met each other in high school. Um, Right around the time, probably on the football team, we both played uh, like St. Anne's High School football and we sort of, you know, we were buddies then uh, and we, we had like a very tight mutual group of friends as well and that built up over time, you know, so Justin and I were constantly like running with the same crew um, and throughout high school and even through like the first couple years of university, you know, we were very close friends And that really spanned around five or six years before we started to play music together. So, like, I knew Justin had played in a couple bands, uh, like, in high school and, like, performed at a couple talent shows. I was kind of doing music on my own, but, like, very, very private about it, and I didn't really share it with anybody. Um, But in university, I think it was second year university, was when I remember bringing Justin a couple of, of things that I had recorded and been like, hey, if you want to have a listen to this and see what you think. Um, and he, he did take a listen and he was like, yeah, I like it. Let's maybe get together and just jam out a little bit, right? So we'll just practice and see if we can work these songs out. And then after that, it was it's basically, you know, the one thing led to another. We, we kept practicing and rehearsing. We, we thought we were confident enough to play our first show. Uh, so we booked a show for like just our friends pretty much at the time um
0: and how long ago is this like what year are we talking that like 20 i think
2: we started like at least talking about music in 2009
1: maybe yeah probably 09 um, to 2010 and i mean like even yeah even before that so like we were we would like we had this routine where we would go to the gym every day i mean just like classic student life just go to the gym every day and then come back to Tark's parents house and play video games for like two hours and then i think it was like one of those days where tarik was like you know what instead like let me show you some music i've been writing and my drums were there i forget why i think tark was doing another thing with someone else at the time mm-hmm. um and so i just started jamming and that's kind of how it, but it was like so it i think a lot of bands kind of come to be Just out of necessity, like, I need a drummer, you're a drummer, we'll get to know each other later kind of thing. Like, we had been very close friends for, like, almost basically six years before we even picked up instruments at the same time. And, like, hanging out together all the time. (laughs) And
0: you this entire time you didn't know that Tarek was secretly writing music by himself in his basement? No,
1: I, I knew he played guitar, but because he had never, like, brought it up to me, I just thought, like, oh, this is something he does, like, casually... You know, it's it's not, like, a big deal to him, but he'd been doing it the whole time, and then, like, the songs were very impressive. And I was like, yeah, why don't... We... We're in university. Like, why... It's the first time in our lives we can start to do something, and we don't need any permission. If we want to go play shows in Toronto, no one can tell us no. Right. right? Gotcha. Um, and so That's that was so just, cool. like... We just started exploring that and playing shows and going to bars and... Right. Yeah. And the first... Uh, those first few songs, were they, like...
0: Kind of in the same genre of what you guys are in now, or was it completely different and it's evolved over the years?
1: I mean, kind of. Like, yeah, they're I'm like. To think of know, what they were now. Well, like, I mean, like, Tire Tracks would be one of them, right? Like, yeah, that would true. be one of the first, like, you know, six or seven songs that we wrote. A few yeah. of them are like totally not in the same genre, but I think that's like Tark can speak more to this. Tark writes all the songs I don't, but what I saw, like, from. Being a part of that, like, basically seeing almost every song that Tark wrote is like, we were exploring like, this is a cool song, this is a cool sound, this is a cool genre, I'm going to write a song like that. This is a cool sound from a different genre, I'm going to write a song like that. And the more you do that, the more that your common thread starts to develop, and then you start pulling on that as it develops. And so you're like, okay, now by the second or third album, you have your own thing going on right yeah and uh
0: so like how how like i was trying to figure out because i know you guys have been playing music for a while i know when we when you guys came by the studio we talked about that and and i was just like i'm gonna see how much music they actually have out and there's not a lot um so at what point did you guys decide like i think we're ready like when when were you like this is starting to sound good like other people should hear this
2: i don't think it was very long after we had practiced together you know i think it was like I want to say we took some time just to sort of get acquainted with each other. And, and to be honest, like I needed a little bit of time to be like, okay, how, how do I now play live? You know, like I, it's kind of weird, like to transition from recording yeah. to performing live. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that maybe took what test like two months I would yeah, say.
1: Yeah. Definitely like of yeah. consistent practice.
2: Yeah. And then we, we thought we would, we probably be best to have things recorded. So I remember Justin was at his parents' house at the time and and we went into the garage and we would record... We recorded all these songs, right? Um, recorded him doing drum takes and I would sort of throw it together amateurly over GarageBand and then put out... Um, you know, put out some files that we could actually upload to our MySpace page, which Hell at the time yeah. was where you uploaded uh, your music, right? Which yep.
0: is, I actually wanted to check after this. I'm going to check if that still exists. I haven't checked in a while. It probably does, um, man. My band from when I was 12 years old is still on MySpace. Wow. Wow. Okay, so then it, wow, I have to
2: go look at that. Um, so it was that it was shortly after we had uploaded all of our music to our MySpace page, which I'm talking like probably four to five months after we had played together or started playing together where we felt confident enough to be like, okay, it's time to go play a show, you know, or let's, let's try this. You know, it was just baby steps. Um, So it it wasn't too long, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, you think four to five months isn't very, very long. Um, But at the time it just, it felt like, you know, you're building something. It felt like it was taking time. Oh,
0: definitely. Also when you're, when you're young like that, you have so much, so much time to spend doing that in those four or five months, yeah. right? Like if you're just going, yeah. not that, you know, kids like stay in school and take that seriously, but like, it's not like you're working a 14 hour day and then like, all right, I'm going to go to band practice for like 30 minutes or an yeah. hour until I fall asleep. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. So, and then how... Did you, had you guys always been like, we're always going to be a two man band or was the idea of maybe having a third, like a bass player in there, uh, um, everything or
1: yeah, kind of, we, I don't know. We thought about like, we didn't really have anyone who knew how to play bass and was like as interested in doing it at the level that we were like consistent practice and like all original songwriting. And, um, we just figured there's like a big enough scene in Windsor and it's a—it's actually a fantastic scene. Um, let's just kind of break in there and like introduce ourselves and maybe we'll make some friends and have a connection and go along, you know, bringing in a bass player that way. Um, never really happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just kind of like locked in um, and anyone else, like we did jam with some other people, but it just never felt right. And I think it was because in part look at this cat i know
0: <laughs>
2: he actually like he looked right at the camera when he walked by he's so
1: cute um but yeah so like we we jammed with some people it just didn't feel right um and we kind of felt like maybe we were too close like we'd been friends for so long so you know we'd only been a band for like a year but like we'd been friends for seven, eight years at that time. Yeah. So you have, you Um, already have all that groundwork and yeah. And just someone else It just felt weird. And like, especially because this was like the first original project that we ever did. So like to share in that vulnerability and then bring someone else in kind of felt weird too. Um, And moreover, people were just like, no, you guys sound fine. So we're like, yeah, we, we don't need this. Why, why do it? Yeah. That that
0: was going to be my next point was just, uh, it, your sound doesn't require it. Like, uh, yeah. so many, like, two man bands, they just, it's just the guitar, the guitar and the drums. And then it's like, okay, we don't have a bass, so we'll just make the guitar the loudest fucking guitar ever. And yeah. you
1: don't need it. <laughs> and, like, that's basically what you did, right, Tarek? Like,
2: yeah. I mean, for, I think when it comes to, like, playing in a two piece, like you said, you know, we just, we, I guess we, we did ride a little bit on the, the, Like compliments that we were receiving Where it's like you guys sound like you're this many people on stage And that kind of helped us be like Yeah you know what maybe we don't need somebody else right now Um, But then over time Like you just Your sound is built around you just being a two piece You know and it's just like Now the Blue Stones sound like the Blue Stones Because they've always been playing them too So um, When it comes to like I guess writing the music now It's 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 different just because although justin and i try to sort of we try to achieve things that we can do live we want to do as much as we possibly can on stage if we can do it we will do it you know we don't want to just throw it onto a track and forget about it um but that being said when we are in studio and we're writing these songs and tracking all of these things like we want to service the song so that's when you have a little point of contention there because we don't want to not record something because we don't think we can do it live we want to record it because we think it's going to sound good and it belongs in that song right right yeah um so i guess that's where it gets difficult for me to going back to your question for me to compensate for that sound because sometimes just a guitar can can't really do it justice um but there's a certain Little tricks that I've sort of adopted along the way to sort of make the guitar sound larger. So, like, I play with pretty thick strings. Um, My guitar itself is thick and heavy, you know, it's like a fold mahogany wood guitar. Um, And like, certain pedals that I use, you know, help me boost that low end that I need. Um, My amp is really big, you know, it's a hundred watt closed back.
0: Yeah, tab. I remember. Um, so it's like, <laughs> it,
2: it, you know, there's a lot of things that that you can do on the surface level just to help your sound bigger. But then after that, it's more how you play. And I think I've just adjusted how I play over the years to to fit how Justin plays. And that's really what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, and then it, like even going back to what Tark was saying about writing a song in the studio and just trying to like do the best thing that you can for the song. We don't really take the approach of like, start with a gigantic wall of sound. It's like, start with this. What's it missing? Add that. What's it missing? Add that. So we do kind of like, I wouldn't say we write minimalist music at all. Um, And we're definitely not taking the approach that some other two pieces do where it's like, by principle has to just be two instruments. Um, But we do kind of work from the bottom up and only add what we need to do. Right, right. Okay. Well, we could make these these songs a lot bigger, but we're just like, uh, eh, now we're getting too far away from like what we're actually turning Yeah. Into. And you want to be able to recreate that live, which you won't be able to do if you yep. fuck
0: with the sound too much, right?
1: Yeah, and it's a balance of like trying to be able to recreate it live but also have have it be different. Like we kind of like that the studio stuff and the live stuff is is different. Um, we always hear that and that's it's good. Yeah, we like hearing that. So. Right. Cool. Um.
0: Oh shit. Sorry. I just closed the word document. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we kind of uh, we kind of did touch on this already when you guys said what uh, what you do outside of making music, uh, which I always find very interesting and very Canadian uh, that yeah. people need to have have a day job, quote unquote. But um. So when. Um, when did you guys kind of realize like, oh shit, like we're, you know, we're onto something like we could make some money doing this anyway. And, you know, and also part two of that question is how did you find jobs that you're able to just take time off work and go and tour and then come back and still have a job to come back to?
2: I I think when it comes to like actually taking it seriously like I mean, we did this independently for a very 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 long time you know we're talking from 2010 all the way up until 2016 you know we really hit the the ground ourselves you know we did our own touring uh, we set up our own shows we released our own music videos obviously with help of some friends that we we were connected with um and we recorded and released our own music you know through our means i think when it really took a turn was when i believe it was august of 2016 When we started, um, our management company, who is currently still our management company, reached out to us and uh, they heard us on Spotify, you know, after hearing us on a couple of TV shows and following us on Spotify. And they were like, do you guys have management? And we didn't. Um, we had gotten a lot of offers, not a, I don't want to say a lot of offers, but we definitely had offers from people being like, hey, I'd like to manage you, and it ended up being like nothing, you know, or just really unorganized or, or, or not real. So we were sort of hesitant at first. We were like, okay, well, whatever. Let's, I guess we might as well give it the time of day. They just want to have a phone call. But that actually turned out to be one of the most important career moves that we had made was um, to start working with this management company, um, Elevation and, and GNG Management, who are based in the U.S., And from then it was, you know, we went from signing to a management company to playing showcases for labels and agencies in the US to getting signed to a label and an agency in the US. So I think in 2016, 2017, at least for me, that's when I started to be like, okay, this is actually something that could become our full-time job because the steps had been taken and the signs had been shown to be like, no, no, this is, now this is something that's legitimate. Right. You know? Yeah. Whereas before, it was always a question of, like, uh, do we continue? Do we just stick to our regular jobs? You know, like, we, we could do both. You know, there was a time period where I lived in England for two years. studying oh, wow. physiotherapy. Shit. So, okay. you know, <laughs> it obviously, music wasn't at the front of my mind. I, we kind of put it on the back burner during that time. Um, but it wasn't until that time that we, we got contacted that I, I started to think, okay, this is serious now.
0: Yeah. That's wicked. And then... Well, let's talk about that trajectory since 2016 because uh, <laughs> it's been astronomical. I was actually looking at the stats when we reached out to you um, back in 20, I think we reached out to you guys at the beginning of 2019. And just like, I was looking at the Spotify, Instagram, like all the social stats, and you guys have like quadrupled pretty much everything. <laughs>
1: Which wow. is like- It's been inc- a crazy year,
2: man. Yeah. It's been a crazy year. Um, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. It, it feels built like that was a, a long,
1: longer ago, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, we did that during, I think it was like the Be My Fire tour, right, Tess? We went it was to the like sideways we studio. Were,
1: yeah, we were there. Were we there when we were with, on tour with grandson? I think so. Yes. That's yes. It. Yeah, 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 you're right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So that's February of 29, 18? 19? 2019. Last year. 19. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, yeah. 2019. Um, and, and it's just honestly we're very fortunate and very blessed to have one win after the next you know and it's just kind of crowd sizes grew um doubled in some places tripled in some places obviously our stream counts um shot up and we got to work with you know like an absolute hero of ours paul meanie on our upcoming oh nice you know, we released a few music a few singles uh that have done fairly well i mean like we said shaking off the rest top five billboard Um, mainstream rock right now which like all these things are so amazing and incredible you know but and I think to a lot of people they might see us as a new band but like for us this is like like we've been doing this a while
0: yeah it's like payoff you know
2: (laughs) yeah it's like a payoff it's like you know it's been one little building block after the next and I think 2019 2020 has been a pretty good year for us barring a global pandemic
0: Yeah. yeah 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 Yep. How how has well how has the whole pandemic like affected the band? Were, were you guys like uh, touring at the time or anything like that or getting yeah, ready we were, for we anything? Were,
1: funny enough, man, we were so we were nominated for a Juno this year and we were heading out to the Junos. Our agents booked a bunch of shows along the way, um, and the first show was in Winnipeg, and so I'm in Kingston, and a couple of our crew guys are in Kingston. So we all started driving down. We met Tarek. And we kept driving, and we went, like, past Chicago uh, in one day and then went from just past Chicago to Winnipeg in another day. So we get out there, and then we have, like, an Airbnb sleeping, wake up, and I check my phone, and um, someone had texted us, like, hey, the Junos are canceled. And I was like, oh, fuck, right? So I'm like, this is crazy because like this basically the entire reason that we're doing this tour we were going all the way out we were going to do a show in like seattle after that which at the time was kind of like the epicenter of the north american pandemic (laughs) and uh so we're like okay so whatever go to the venue load everything in and i remember it was we were having all these issues with the vehicle and stuff we're trying to think like how are we going to make it all the way you know out to seattle and come back home um and then we load in, and just as we're finished doing sound check, our managers are like, hey, uh, can we jump on a call quick? And we're like, okay, sure. And they're like, yeah, this is gonna be your only show of the tour tonight. And wow. so we're like, wow, fuck. Like, we're going home tomorrow. It just it happened so fast. Because I remember we, Targ we were talking about like, do we even want to do this show in Seattle? Like, I don't even know if yeah. we want to yeah. do it. Because it was still on, and then, you know, things came out. There was like, okay well, the capacity has to be lowered down to a hundred people. And we're like, okay. And then as we were driving, it was like, yeah, that show's now canceled. And we're like, okay, I mean, I guess it's just one show. And then we're like, well, Vancouver's pretty bad too. And then everything just fell apart. But it was crazy that like in the span of three days, we were pretty sure we were doing an entire tour. And then we were like, turn away and go home. Wow. In like 72 (laughs) hours. It was crazy. Shit, so and then Damn. obviously had to drive all the way home too, though. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Right? That's so. That's nuts. Yeah, as well. Yeah,
0: very real. Damn, and then how long? Uh, how long have you guys been like in, in lockdowns? Uh, I
2: mean, since
0: I guess we got back around
2: March fifteenth. Yeah. Right? Um, so probably since then, you know, yeah, been treating so. it like isolating and and social distancing. So actually, when we came back. Well, funny enough, so we came back, and from that point, because we had been in the U.S., um, we did like a two-week lockdown or two-week isolation. Um, so we did that, and then I think, it for me, it was the next week, but I started to get COVID symptoms. No. Um, I'm pretty sure I had it. I didn't get tested because the doctor I spoke with at the time was like, you know, it's actually worse for you to come here because it's like very, very busy and I don't want you to spread it. Just stay home because you're young and you're fine. Unless it worsens, there's no reason for you to leave. So um, I continued to isolate for an additional two weeks after that. So I was pretty much in like an isolation for about a month. Wow. And uh, so that took me to mid-April. And then since then, I've been able to like go out and at least, you know, practice social distancing and wear masks and whatnot. But
1: yeah, it's been since March 15th yeah same just staying inside and yeah that's
0: it definitely yeah yeah same for me. I'm like starting to make plans to head back to uh, Toronto now um, Just because we're like as a company we're like well, we're five people like we're allowed to be in a room together It's okay. We'll wear masks mm, and right. like do it properly and yep. then like we're starting to talk about like How if anyone wants to come in for a session? How do we do that? Like we're starting to like think about it just because we're so fucking bored Yeah, yeah, Well, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the new album from anything that i've heard so far sounding awesome it's also sounding a bit different to uh, to the last one um so i i want to talk a little bit about like about this new direction things are headed in and why that might why that how that how that happened how, was it like a natural evolution or
2: i would say so i think you know over the time that we had recorded or written the songs for black holes you know, we've listened to a lot of music and we play with a lot of different bands. So naturally, your tastes and your influences will change. Um, and I feel like this album is a nice way of ushering in not necessarily a new sound, but an evolved sound that includes a lot more of what we like to listen to. So, you know, for me, I've listened to hip hop and R&B my, almost my whole
0: right. musical life. Which you life, hear a lot in you know? Careless. Like,
2: yeah, in a lot of yeah, in Careless of course, and, and a lot of pop music as well. And that sort of comes through in the writing process. I mean, I think when when people hear a song like Careless, they get concerned because they're like, oh, the rock is gone. But it's like, well, no, it's not that it's gone. It's just, you know, we're we listen to a lot of different types of music and we want to showcase that. You Definitely, know? When, yeah. And we we always want to write songs that we want to listen to ourselves. And this is the type of music that we listen to a lot of, right? So, um, so I think in the new album, you still get what you know and love about us and in our sound, but it's also opening up the doors to some new sounds that, you know, we really enjoy listening to and and we want to infuse into our music. Um, not purposely, but just naturally.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. So I think people can expect definitely a little bit more of those influences, you know, um, there's songs like "Grim" and even Careless where like yeah, I kind of have a little bit of a hip hop cadence on the way that I deliver the lyrics and It's just that's what sounds best for the song and that's what we always want to do. We want to do what sounds best for the song. So um, Yeah, you can expect that and there's also Paul's influence too uh, and and that's been massive.
0: Like yeah, he Let's talk about that. Also- like you said, that was like a huge thing. Like, how did how did oh, you, yeah. how did you guys find out that he was working on it, or did you like, like, ask him and ask him until he was like, "Okay, let's do it"? Or what happened?
1: Yeah, basically, um, we were like, I know Tarek had messaged him a couple times um, on Instagram and just trying to be like, "Hey, you know, like this is something like we we've been big fans of yours," and like we had some traction at the time. Um, this was with black holes and we had always just been we'd always been curious about working with him because we're big mute math fans and then he produced the last 21 pilots record and so and like to be honest before i hadn't really known very much about 21 pilots except for like the songs that were on the radio um and then when i saw that he produced that i was like what like that, it, that Paul Meany from Mute Math and like i had to look it up and it was like okay, I didn't realize he was a producer. And so um, Tarek, I'm definitely a big Meat Math fan. Tarek is definitely a bigger Meat Math fan than I am. Um, We've seen them like many, many times. Like I can't even remember how many. Um, And so to know that he was getting into production was really cool. So we told our managers like, that's our number one. That would be like shooting for the stars. Don't expect it, but that would be really cool. Our manager's like, give me two days comes back and he's like well <laughs> he really likes your music and he's really into it. we're like what you talked to him and that was <laughs> no like no way yeah. so crazy and he it. sent us this email like because he's like okay i need to hear some demos i saw you live i think he either saw I, I don't know if it was the sideways session but i think it was audio tree session that we did and he was like i think you you seem like you're cool guys the music's cool give me some demos so we gave him just like here's a folder like pick and choose on whatever you want don't really expect you to go through them he gave us like two paragraphs on all of these songs like 30 holy demos. shit this one I, I like i'm understanding the vibe i don't really know what the story is but i think this one has a lot of potential i'm giving this one a, like an wow SM, it was unbelievable so I Did not cool. expect it. um so yeah and the way that tark puts it he puts it really well the the phrase like don't meet your heroes is the complete opposite of this. Like, if you are a fan of Palmini, you need to meet the guy. He's so cool, so nice, very hospitable, very humble. He, like, yeah. the first time we met him was him inviting us to stay in his house. We'd never wow. talked to him before. And he was like, stay at my house. I have a spare room. You guys can stay there. We'll, like, work on music every day. And he meant, like, <laughs> wake up, have a coffee, come up here. We'll break once for lunch, and then we'll go to bed. Like, that's it. shit we did like demo writing for 12 hours a day and it was he is just someone who like music is his entire world yeah and he just soaks himself in it and that's all he wants to do and he's what he's very good at so yeah i mean just kind of like staying in your lane and sticking to something right as a success story he's definitely a product of that did he bring anything like
0: very different to the way you guys record to uh to this album, like, was he like, why don't you guys try this? And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you try it and it sounds really awesome or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I think the one thing I can definitely say he changed was um, the way that I write lyrics for songs. Because I think before, you know, normally how I write a song is like the music comes first with like a good riff. Um, just from me kind of messing around on my guitar messing around on the computer. And then from there, the song builds and lyrics are basically the final thing. And I, I think... I used to treat lyrics as almost like a, an add-on where as long as the melody is good, then it doesn't really matter what I'm saying. Um, but he... Sorry.
1: <laughs> he like crept in very slowly. Like started <laughs> he says he wants to be on cam, man. I mean, who knows? That's it. Um, star.
2: <laughs> he He really like shined a light on... No, you have to think about what you're saying. And you have to think about... Writing a story and writing something that people can connect with because you might think that it is the last little piece to a song But like that could be the difference maker between a hit and, and not a hit The somebody's ability to connect with your lyrics So I think he, he pushed me in that regard to really think about writing good lyrics and think about like What was the meshes that I'm trying to convey here? And how am I saying it? Um, and, and that was one major thing he brought to the table uh, apart from that like the guy's just a production wizard man he just just so cool the little thing he'll throw a reverse on something or he'll he'll want to capture like the sound of a drill going into a piece of wood and then he changes it into this really cool percussive noise like Wicked. there's yes. just so many cool things that you're mentioning that yes in, in reality he actually does yeah, yeah. That's, he'll run that's great. drums through like a tape recorder so that you just have a different texture on the drums and ends up sounding so much better than you ever thought you know it's just Really, really cool stuff production wise that he has in his brain um, that neither Justin
1: or I could do on our own, you know, no, like so. honestly, well beyond the scope of my imagination. Even. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember really- there was times when we were like, <laughs> like he would just get into the zone and it was just like working on something and he'd be like, he'd bust out the piano. And the first time he did that, me and Tarek looked at each other, we we're like. <laughs> <laughs> like literally Paul yeah. is playing yeah. on our album that's fucked. Um, oh my god, that's so cool, man. But yeah, so and um he would he would pull out the, the keyboard and like throw in a sample and like speed it up or like pitch shift it and I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. And then there was this, like he starts developing the sound and Tark and I just looked at each other like that now I get it. Like I know what he's trying to do. Right. And he right. had this from the beginning, and it's just like to see it. Being built from stage one to like the, it, honestly, oh, mind blowing. Unbelievable. That's so cool.
0: It
1: sounds yeah. like there should have been some cameras there to capture
0: the moments and, like, yeah. Maybe. So,
1: <laughs> one, I, there was like, I was reading about this project where this singer songwriter went into studio. Um, I don't even think she had anything written, and the whole project was gonna last 72 hours. I think she called it like the 70, 72 hour EP, and then like live streamed the entire thing like never stopped for 72 hours damn and so anyone could log in at any time and like see what are they working on right now and just kind of like watch and then like leave and they would go to sleep in the studio that <laughs> you could like see it on camera <laughs> watch them so I, I think that's a little weird but yeah um, yeah And I was like, that would be cool to do something like that for the next album, at least even just for a little bit. Like, here's what two days, two straight days in the studio looks like.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Definitely. Had that be some bonus, some bonus stuff that, uh, like the diehard fans can buy. Like, I think that would be very cool. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to filter some
2: conversations. (laughs) <laughs>
0: My God! Yeah. <laughs> I also want. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the the album art that I've been seeing on the on the new stuff. It's really cool, like tattoo logo design stuff. I'm I'm really feeling it a lot. Who's uh, who's doing those designs for you? It's a guy named
2: By Sequence. Well, he goes by By Sequence on uh, Instagram, and it was found by one of our managers, George. Uh, he was just kind of like browsing internet or instagram and and saw this really cool art uh that this guy was putting out and it was that t-shirt sort of tattoo style um and he sort of pitched it to us as like hey would you want this guy to whip up some single art ideas for you guys and we both really liked his style and we're like yeah absolutely and that was it you know we kind of developed a relationship with him so he's doing all the art uh for like the singles okay um and he will probably
0: have something to do with the album art as well yeah speaking of the new album when uh when do you think it'll be coming out
1: it's hard to say now Um, right
0: yeah. I guess COVID affected like, that too yeah, then, right?
1: Because, I mean, like, you want to always tour behind a release, right? So we're, we're still debating. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we thought it was going to be this summer, but now we don't know. Maybe it will be, but we're not sure. But, yeah. Um,
0: Shit. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's uh, yeah. really crazy how this is, like, just affecting everything. <laughs> Yep. Um, um
1: I gotta I gotta roll soon guys I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> same, you know what? Like, same. this
0: is uh this is good we got to the end of uh, my questions about the music uh some very quick things uh we'll just jump to the last three here uh sure. tell me the most underrated artists out there right now in both of your opinions Molad and the humble
1: yeah Easy. yeah easily for me yeah, yeah I think I'm on the it's either either those guys or um they're called night moves from Minneapolis. That'll be I'll cast my vote for Night Moves.
0: Night Moves and sorry, what was the first one?
2: Uh Mo Lauda, M O and then L O W D A
0: and The Humble. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um great. best new band that you've come across? Oh,
2: The Amazons. I just yesterday I was just listening to. Them. I I messaged Justin about it too. Yeah. They're called The Amazons. They're out of the UK. They're like a rock uh, alt rock band. Really, really good, man. I would definitely check those guys out.
1: Uh, I'm trying to see. There was someone. Uh, they're called Quartz. Q- 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 Q-U-A-R-T-Z. Quartz. Okay. I and don't know then, if they're new, but I they're new to me. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. That's fine.
0: Uh, and then last one. If you guys have your phones on you, tell me the last song you listened to. And then show ooh, it to the ooh. show it to the camera so we know song. you're not lying.
1: Oh, no. Uh, I, I guess we had to one. turn this off. I don't want to, uh, yeah, I don't know if you can see this. Time is Dancing by Ben. Oh, if you, hold it, if you ben, hold it in front of you, yeah. Yeah, Time is Dancing by Ben Howard. Nice. Oh, that's a great, yeah, that's
2: awesome. Uh, I guess my mine is uh, Hollywood Love Feet Gunna, and that's H.L. and Gunna. Sick. H.L. is pretty great. He's like a Peruvian R&B hip hop guy. It's awesome. Wicked. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like if The weekend was a little bit more, I don't know, was a little bit more thug and was from Peru. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: that's what he would be. I like that. I like that a lot. I've been uh, I've been listening to the new uh, Eve Tuber album and holy hell, man, that guy is good stuff. Insane. I heard the first song and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And like, I haven't stopped listening <laughs> to the album. It's so good. Uh, nice, cool guys. That's uh, really all I needed from you today. So thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Sweet. Uh, thanks, dude. Thanks for
0: having us on this show. Yeah, man. And uh, I really look forward to being able to see you guys live whenever
1: they're, we're allowed. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Beauty.
2: Awesome.